That was quite an introduction, wasn't it? I've been really called incredible. Been called a lot of other things, I might say. But good to see you in church this morning. God's good, isn't he? Yeah, we, we're um, sharing about the kingdom of God this month, and uh, so this week I'm going to be sharing about that, and next Sunday Pastor Paul's going to be sharing, and that's going to be great, is it? Both of you are going to share. Oh, we've got the double blessing next week. So that's going to be real good as well. All right, so we want to be talking about God's kingdom. What Daniel was sharing about of doing things right and, and doing it God's way is doing it the kingdom way, yeah? yeah. And uh, so we want to be talking about that this morning and just zeroing in on, on, on doing things God's way, yeah? yeah? The kingdom of God. If we go to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, we read about God's kingdom. Father, as we open your word together, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come alive through your word. You inspired this word, Holy Spirit, and you inspired people to write it, and I thank you that your word is a living word. I pray that as we share it together, and that we'll not only just be instructed in your ways, but Lord, we'll be inspired in your ways and encouraged to walk in them, that faith will arise in our hearts, Lord that we will know that whatever pathway you call us to walk, that your grace is sufficient to be poured into our lives so that we can walk it, Lord, and walk it with grace and walk it with ease and walk it with strength. So, Lord, we pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. In verse 6 it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and what? And the government will be upon his shoulders. Hallelujah. So this is about the king. His name is Jesus. And he came to establish a kingdom. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Hallelujah. So way back there in the time that Isaiah wrote, he talked about a king coming to establish a kingdom that would be of increasing influence and of power in the world from then on. And we are part of that great expression of what God is doing. One of the great, the great enterprises that is unfolding in the earth today is the kingdom of God. The church and the kingdom are growing at an unprecedented rate throughout the earth, throughout the great continents. Uh, The kingdom of God just continues to march forward. Hallelujah. The Western world is getting a little bit left behind. But in other nations, and other countries, there are surges of the Holy Spirit ushering in the rule of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Daniel, when he was uh, around, he, he talked about a kingdom that would be established that would never be destroyed. And he talked about uh, the, the image that in the Roman times, in the times of the ten uh, toes, and some of you will know about that image that, and dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, there would become a kingdom that would be established and it would grow until it filled the whole earth. Hallelujah. And it says that kingdom will never be destroyed. And that's the sort of kingdom that God is building today. It's an unshakable kingdom. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, led by an unchanging king. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we're talking about that. It was the consuming passion of Jesus. When Jesus was on earth, he said, Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And everything else will fit into place. Everything else will be added to. Everything else will make sense. If we put Jesus first, and if we seek the ways of the kingdom, then everything else begins to line up and begins to happen. And that's how it is. And in the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus responded to the disciples' request, how do we pray? He said, talked about, let your kingdom come. See, that's what you need to pray. Let your kingdom come. You say, let your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. That's the kingdom of God. The will of God. You and I understand that in heaven, everything happens as it should because the king is Lord over heaven. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. And Jesus said, will you pray? Will you, will, will you make it a life's prayer and mission to insist that the kingdom of God will come on earth, that the will of God will be done where you are in earth, just like it is in heaven? The Bible records that Jesus mentions the kingdom in the Gospels over a hundred times. He only mentions the church twice. And one of those times, he gives the keys of the kingdom to the church. Unfortunately, today, we've got it round the wrong way. We spend so much time about the church, and we forget about the kingdom. But the church is there to usher in the kingdom. The church is God's agency to bring kingdom life into this earth. So that where you live, the will of God happens, just like it is in heaven. So where you walk... The kingdom of God begins to be expressed. Amen. In other words, Jesus begins to have his way. Yeah. And so uh, that's yeah. so important. It was Jesus' mission. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 43, we read this. Is it up there? Okay. Well, there it is. He said, I must proclaim the news of the kingdom of God to other towns also. Why? Because this was why I was sent. You see? And Jesus was trying to get it across to the people that he had a mission. And it was to establish his rule and his reign in the earth. It was to be the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And, and, and the church was going to be birthed under the power and the anointing of Holy Spirit to bring in the kingdom. In Matthew uh, chapter 4... In verse 23, we read this. 
When Jesus began to express the kingdom, he went throughout Galilee. What was he doing? Teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming what? The good news of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And healing every disease and sickness among the people. That's kingdom life. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. And large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. When the kingdom of God was declared, the life of the king was expressed. Hallelujah. And so we need to enter in to all that God has for us. Jesus gave 12 parables concerning the kingdom. Uh, the book of Acts begins and ends with it. Let's go there. We'll just, we'll just turn to that. Acts chapter 1. See, people don't realize how much the kingdom is. In Mana, next term, I'm going to do the, part of the uh, series on the kingdom of God. I'm going to teach the kingdom. What is this thing, the kingdom? What is involved in it? Church, we need to get hold of this. And I need to take time to open the word of God and just lay it out for us. Hallelujah. So we can enter into it. So that will be coming up next term in Mana. But Acts chapter 1 and verse 3, you see, what does it say here? Um, After his suffering, Jesus showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke. What? About the kingdom of God. You say, Jesus, you've only got 40 days left. You've got these men who are going to establish your church and usher in your kingdom. What are you going to say to them? He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to say. I've been saying it for three and a half years. I'm going to preach 40 days about the kingdom of God. This is my passion. He said, this is what I, in the book of Acts, uh, opens up with this Jesus teaching about the kingdom. You come to the last verses in the book of Acts. The very last. It's like there's brackets around this, uh, this book. And uh, for two whole years, verse 30 of Acts 28, for two whole years Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached what? The kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So here is Paul, the great missionary, the one who is launching the church throughout the, the, the then known world. What's he doing? He hasn't got long to live. And here he is, he's preaching the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There is. He talked about the kingdom, he talked about the king. That's a pretty good combination, isn't it? And that's what we need to understand. And we need to catch something of the heart of Jesus, that this, uh, this, the, the Lord of glory comes talking about the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And yet... We hear so much about everything, but we don't grapple with this thing. We don't. You read it in the Gospels. You say, the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. And we we rarely pick up on it to the extent that we can. Say, what is the kingdom of God? Well, wherever Jesus reigns, rules, and is sovereign, there the kingdom of God is being established. Wherever the will of God is carried out, there the kingdom of God appears. The Lord's Prayer gives the key. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth, just like it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is Christ-likeness wherever it is found. 
The kingdom of God is a present reality, and yet it will be a future inheritance. Jesus said the kingdom of God, and he talked about a harvest. He said when, I, when the harvest comes, first it just comes up like a little shoot, then the blade appears, and then the full corn in, in, in the ear. He said it comes in stages. It comes in your life and in mine. When we receive Jesus, we get a, little, we get a seed that begins to grow within us of kingdom life. Hallelujah. But we need to develop that to its fullness. We need to walk in the truths of the kingdom of God and come into fullness of that. And and God will continue to bless. The church is not the kingdom. It is God's agency for proclaiming the kingdom of God. Smallness of heart in the church comes from a preoccupation with the church and not big enough to see the full kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We are not the only church in town. We are just part of a group of churches who are there to establish the kingdom of God in this town. Hallelujah. And we need to be bigger than just any particular little group of people. Yes? Because God's God's purpose is bigger than that. Hallelujah. We're here to uh, talk about the king and his kingdom. All of creation, you see, is designed to function on kingdom principles. This world was created by a loving God who had a plan. And his plan was perfection. His plan was, was, was going to keep going right down till the end of time. And uh, all of our life is uh, geared to work on kingdom principles. The kingdom of God is written into the very fabric of creation. This world was created to live on kingdom principles. People are created to function fully under God's authority. Human society was created to harmonize under God's laws, under God's way of living. And when we recognize this and flow with it, society functions well. The family functions well when we flow with these things. We recognize, you see, we recognize the laws of nature that God has put in the world. We understand the law of aerodynamics, We understand the laws of time. We understand the laws of gravity. And by understanding and cooperating with those laws, we can fly to the moon. We can send a rocket to Mars, to Venus, because we understand the laws that God has put in the universe. And not only that, we can actually fly to Wellington by the same laws. But if we think that we know better than these laws, it is difficult. You say, well, I don't even believe in gravity. Well, jump off the roof. You'll become a believer. And the laws of God are like this. If we would only cooperate with the kingdom way of doing things, we would find that we would make great progress in our life. Hallelujah. You say, see, see, the kingdom of God operates whether you believe it or not. Gravity operates whether you believe, whether you understand the law of aerodynamics or not, it still works. Whether you understand the ways of the kingdom, they are still there. And they govern our society. And we can either work with God or we can work outside of his ways. We can either say, well, I'm going to send, I'm going to fly, I'm, I'm going to fly to Christchurch today. Well, I'm not going to fly by any, I don't believe in the law of economics. I'm going to find some other way to fly. 
Well, good luck to you. That's all we can say. We need to acknowledge the spiritual laws of the kingdom of God and we will see the benefits to our families and our society. The hurts in people and families and the breakdown of our society are due to the flagrant disregard of God's kingdom ways. Jesus said in Luke 17 and verse 21, the kingdom of God is within you. God created us in his image, hallelujah. And he places kingdom life within our very beings. Yes? The laws of science and the universe are God's laws and the laws that govern our inner being are the laws of God's kingdom. We cannot escape them. They are built into our very lives. An important surgeon once said, I have discovered the kingdom of God. I have discovered it at the end of my scalpel. It is in the tissues. The right thing, morally, the Christian thing, is always the healthy thing physically. Morality is not merely written in the Bible. It is written in our blood, our nerves, our tissues, our bones, our organs, and our relationships. Jesus said there's a way to get along in human society. He said, love your neighbors as yourself. He said, love God first and love your neighbors as yourself. He said, forgive others the same way that our Father has forgiven us. If you live life the kingdom way, then life will work for you. If you don't, then life will break down in you and eventually fly to bits. The laws, principles, and attitudes of the kingdom of God are the built-in basis of our health. Obey them, you fulfill yourself as a person, and your body will function at its maximum best. It is clear that when a person brings his or her life to God and returns to his way of living and the rulership of Jesus, that life harmonizes again with the principles of the kingdom of God that are set in our beings and in our world. Hallelujah. See, God wants us to change governments. Now, that's not that we don't like the Labour government, but and we're not talking about political governments. We're talking about who rules. Yeah? Colossians 1 verse 13 and 14 says it like this. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, on whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The devil only has a dominion. The devil is not a king. He was a prince. He only has a dominion. He doesn't have a kingdom. There's only one kingdom and one king. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2.9 puts it like this. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation and God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who what? Who called you out of darkness and into the kingdom of light. When God was rescuing his people Israel from the Egyptians, he called them out of Egypt. He said, I want you out of there. I'm going to set you free. I'm going to break the bondages of slavery. I'm going to take you out of Egypt. 
And he says, I'm going to bring you into the promised land. Yeah? Only trouble was, most of them got lost in the middle, in the wilderness. They wanted to come out of Egypt, but they decided they didn't want to go into the promised land and live by the principles that God had for them of sowing and reaping. So they, it's like that. And God wants you and I to come out of the, way, the ways of the enemy and come into the ways of the king. Amen. But some of us say, well, Lord, set me free. Lord, I, I'm, oh, I'm in big trouble. Save me. The Lord said, I will. But now I want you to come into the kingdom of my son. I want you to walk into this. I want you to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And most of the trouble I've had was when it was because I wouldn't bow to the ways of the kingdom of God. I wanted my own way. I wanted a savior, but I didn't want a king. See? And so, so we, we get into the wilderness and say, hallelujah, I'm free. I'm free. Praise God, I'm free. And, and the Holy Spirit says, right, now come into the kingdom of light. Say, oh, wait a minute. What's this king bit? What's this Lord bit? Mate, I'm happy about the Savior bit, but this kingdom bit, hey, wait a minute. And we get lost. We go around in circles, sometimes for years. Jesus preached the kingdom. So, there's two principles. There's two principles that govern this life. There are, the one principle governs the domain of darkness. And that principle is you can have it your own way. In the domain of darkness, you rule, you, you're the king. You rule. The only trouble is there's another one who's going to push you and bring you into captivity. But oh, no, I'm okay. I'll do it my way. Frank Sinatra made millions of dollars singing. Here it goes. You have it my way. I did it my way. And all of heaven goes, oh, no, not again. But the principle that rules, that, that, that governs the kingdom of God is this. Not my will, but yours be done. You see, there's two domains. There's a domain of darkness and there's a kingdom of light. In the domain of darkness, you can do it your way. But when you come into the kingdom of God, we bow the knee and we say, Jesus, you're my king and my Lord. I'm going to do it your way. That's why we study the word of God. That's why we come under the teaching, so we can understand the ways of the kingdom of God. To live in God's kingdom is a whole new way of life. Jesus is king. We must live by the ways of the kingdom. It's time to learn the new rules. There's no use going to the United States and getting in your car and you get hauled over and the traffic officer says, listen, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. That's what I do. I'm from New Zealand. 
says, well, you're not in New Zealand now. Here we drive on the right side of the road. Yeah? So if you're not going to do that, you're not going to drive. Do you understand that? Well, I'm from New Zealand and I drive on the left. And he says, give me your keys, you're not driving. You can't drive like that here. People come into our country and because we're an agricultural country, we have all sorts of rules that when you come into the country, you can't bring foods and stuff and all sorts of things like that. And so the people stand at the, in, the, in the... What is it? Immigration, that's the word I'm looking for. And say, well, wait a minute, I'm from such and such a country. We eat this sort of food and that's what I eat. Well, you're not bringing it in here. And we say, good on you, immigration. Hang in there. Because it's got pestilence. Well, wait a minute, I'm from... You see, when we go to another country, we have to change, we have to live under another way of living. Hallelujah. And we understand that. We don't go to the States and say, well, well I'm going to drive on the left because I come from... But the trouble was people in the church, they come into church and they think, don't you tell me what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do it my way. Well, you're in big trouble. <laughs> and it won't, life won't work for you. You will hit the wall somewhere along the line. And we just need to acknowledge that in the kingdom of God, things are different. Hallelujah for that. Praise God, they're different from the old way we used to live. In the kingdom of God, greatness is found in serving. Get our heads around that. In the kingdom of God, forgiving everyone brings blessing and honor. You say, what? Old Peter, how many, how many times do I have to forgive? Jesus said 70 times 7 would be a good starting point. And he said, oh, Jesus, give me more faith, he says. Yeah, but it's the kingdom way of forgiving, of letting the of, of facing disadvantage ourselves to release the other person to function. It's kingdom life. In the kingdom of God, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. You see? In the kingdom of God, you have to give away to increase. In the kingdom of God, others are first. You say, well, I don't like it. I like to be first. I want to do it my way. Well, depends who's king. <laughs> you or Jesus. Depends whether you really want to live the kingdom way of life or not. Now, for those of us who are in the kingdom of God, hallelujah, born into the kingdom of God by the Spirit of God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, had our sins forgiven, then uh, look at this verse, Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. Now this is a good scripture. See, this is, this is the potential. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, that's Adam, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace, hands up those, who are these people? Have you received God's abundant? No. I'm looking. Very good. Yes, down the back. Good, Carmel. Thank you very much. All right. Yes. So we've received God's abundant provision of grace. And what? The gift of righteousness. 
Hands up those who have received the free gift of his righteousness. Yes. That's it. Good boy. What? They will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The one man, Jesus Christ. You, now you are born again, you have the potential to reign in life in any and every circumstance. And the Holy Spirit's grace will be your portion so that this can happen. Hallelujah. And that is what that is how the kingdom of God begins to be expressed. That's how Jesus reigns in life. Because he reigns, he begins to reign in my heart. I begin to reign over my soul and my emotions and my affections. Hallelujah. Through the Spirit of God, through Jesus Christ. Right at the beginning, man was created to rule. The two great ultimate intentions of God for man was, number one, to be made in the likeness of God. He made man in his own image. Secondly, the second ultimate intention for man was to rule and have dominion over the earth. Hallelujah. To reign in life. Those two things have never changed for mankind. Everything that the Holy Spirit does for us is to make us more and more like Jesus. And our task on earth is to begin to reign in life. Not to be pushed around by life. We are not the sons and the daughters of God to be miserable, meek, and mild, and useless. <laughs> in the kingdom. We are there, born again, to take dominion over our lives. To begin to reign in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And not just to let everything, oh, well, I suppose, it's, I suppose I'll just have to... No, wherever we are... We are sons and daughters of God. We have an authority. Hallelujah. We have been sealed. Those, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are sealed in our lips with the gift of tongues as a sign of his life. And God has given us an authority. Hallelujah. To begin to not, not just let life push us around. Not let the devils just laugh and trip us up and knock us over and, and give us a miserable time. And people say, oh, well, uh, the flu's going around. Oh, well, I suppose I'll get it. What? Suppose you don't. Suppose you stay. I'm not having it. So, well, you'll still get it. Well, you might, but I'm not going to have it. And we, sometimes we just let things happen and we shouldn't. The follower of Jesus has the right as a son or daughter of the king to not let life push them around. We are to resist the attacks of hell in our lives, in our families, and in our society. Hallelujah. The church has the keys of the kingdom of God. Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed on heaven. And, and we need to, to stand up on the inside, hallelujah, and, and operate within the uh, freedom of the kingdom of God, hallelujah. We have the power of prayer to invade the impossible, to take on the situations that begin to form around us that are strangling the life out of our kids, out of our families, out of our situations. And we have the power in the name of Jesus Christ. 
to take authority over some of these things and to invade things that are impossible to man. They are possible to God and they're possible to the sons and daughters of God who will stand under the authority of the king. Hallelujah. This is the privilege. This is what we're to do. We are to what? Crawl around in life. We've received an abundance of grace so we can crawl around in life. We've received an abundance of life and the gift of righteousness so we can be like a group of chooks on a wet day in the bottom of the coop. Cluck, 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 cluck. No, we're to soar like eagles. When the storm comes in, we don't batten down. We ride over the top. Hallelujah. And we begin to believe God for the best and not the worst. We believe to see the beautiful things and not the ugly. We believe to see the best in people, hallelujah, and not the worst. We believe for the best in every situation. Why? Because we're reigning in life. We are born to reign in life. Hallelujah. We have an abundance of grace. We have the gift of righteousness. We have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we cannot just let life and let the devils and let situations just begin to push us over and, and, and push us down. And hallelujah, we've got to break out of the limits. We've got to break beyond the boundaries that other people will put on us. And say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I belong to Jesus. And his kingdom is coming. Hallelujah. His kingdom is here. We need to bring heaven to earth in any and every situation. Next month, we're talking our theme is heaven to earth. And I'm opening that up in two weeks' time, and I want to talk to you and continue this about bringing heaven to earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're not here as a church just to have a clappy time. We're here to bring heaven down. Hallelujah. We're here to walk, hallelujah, wherever the feet we've tread, we will find that kingdom life begins to break out, hallelujah, that the rule of Jesus begins to happen, you see. We're here to serve the community in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. You know, we're an expression, that's next week, we're an expression of heaven. We need to bind the devil's work and release the life of the Holy Spirit. We've got to somewhere along the line, heads of you fathers, you've got to stand up in your home and say, wait a minute, enough is enough. I'm not going to be trampled down. I'm not going to have my kids run. I'm just going to stand in the gap. Hallelujah. And I will declare as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to do this. When sickness comes in, we need to lay hands on the sick in our families. We need to agree together and pray together so that the kingdom of God will be happening on earth. We are part of an unshakable kingdom. Let I tell you, there's coming a time when everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Things that we know today and rely upon will not be there tomorrow. Hallelujah. And we have, but we have an unshakable kingdom. A thing that will never be destroyed. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. You and I need to declare that over our own lives and our families and our situations. And we need to stand and with our hands with our wives and say, Lord, let your kingdom come into my situation. Let your will be done in my house, just like it is in heaven. And insist on the best. Hallelujah. Insist on God's best for your life and for your goodness. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Well, 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. And I want to say to you this morning, church, hallelujah, he's a great king. His name is Jesus. His passion for his, for his kingdom, hallelujah. And every church must carry that sort of passion. But I'm going to say this morning, I'm going to, we, we, we're going to agree. If you find, if you've got any sense that the, that the life situation is pushing you around, then we need to stand together and say, that's the finish of that. Hallelujah. If there's sickness in the house, we're going to believe for healing. If there's, uh, uh, if there's restriction, if there's, you're, you're being hemmed in by life situations. Well, hallelujah, this morning by faith, we're going to break out. Hallelujah. And I'm going to pray. And we're going to pray together. Hallelujah. And if you need prayer, if you're sensitive to that, I want you to come forward right now. And we're going to believe. Say, pray for me. And we're going to believe that the kingdom will come in my situation. So is there anyone like that? You come right now. Hallelujah. We're not going to muck around. Who's coming for prayer? Everybody, come on. That's it. Come on, you too. Come on. Come on, devil. Believe for the breakthrough. Come on. Come on. Today's a day of anointing. Today's a day of the Spirit of God. Today's a, king, a kingdom day. Dave, come. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God for you. That you'll get a breakthrough. Hallelujah. That the kingdom of God will break. Hallelujah. Church, worship the Lord, will you, as we sing. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray. Thank you, Lord.